Wagwan, everyone. Welcome to Film Shrapnel. My name's Tobias. This is Craig. How's it going? This is your one-stop spot for everything movies. Yeah, and today uh, <laughs> we're starting uh, our horror horror season I guess, <laughs> for, for October. And our plan was to kind of do like uh, horror through the decades. So yeah. we kind of decided to pick, to pick five films, I think. We've six, got five films. Five. We're going to do... One from the 50s. Today's the 50s. Next time's the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So we're going to do five decades of horror uh, leading up to the new millennium. And then maybe next time we'll do some more recent horror. But we thought it'd be interesting to pick one from each decade and also one that isn't like insanely popular, something a bit slightly obscure. Yeah, it's more interesting. And so. Uh, we we decided to do the blob. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Uh, this, this is a this is an important movie. So yes, today's episode is the blob. But this is an important movie. This is nineteen fifty eight. Uh, yeah, I think it's nineteen fifty eight. Yeah, but this is Steve McQueen's first movie. Well, I saw that it's his first uh, film in a in the leading role. So I'm not sure if he had any roles before this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I, I I always knew this movie to be Steve McQueen's first movie. That's always been my impression of this film. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I thought it was his first. Yeah, I think we might have to double check that. Let's get this up. Let's get this up on IMDb because I was sure. Like I, I've always thought this is this was Steve McQueen's breakout role, and you know, hold on, then, I'll then do it quick. This, he would get things like. Uh, Bullet and uh, The Great Escape, which are brilliant movies. Have you seen Bullet and The Great Escape? I've seen both, yeah. I can't They're... remember Bullet too much, but I've seen The Great Escape several times. You, you know, Bullet might have... It, it's definitely one of my top five favourite car chases in movie history in that film. It's a fantastic one, yeah. Yeah, really good. I will, I will also point out number one car chase for me of all time is the Blues Brothers where they're getting away from the police. That entire car chase is easily my favourite car chase in any movie. Fuck Fast and Furious. Blues Brothers. Oh, for me, I think it's going to be um, uh, Mad Max. The last Mad oh. Max film. It's basically just one giant car chase. <laughs> you, you know, I was, I was just on a 12-hour flight and I watched Mad Max Fury Road for the first time. Yeah. But it, but it was pretty damn good what I watched. I loved it. It, it yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, it blew my mind. Uh, I, there's a lot of trivia about that crazy film, by the way. But back to our original trivia, it's not oh, yeah. Steve McQueen's first role. So he's right. been in TV since like 1952. So this he was first on... movie. First movie no. though, right? Really? No, he was in one film before... Uh, the same year, called Never Love a Stranger. So I'm not sure. But they, they both say 1958. doesn't say necessarily that one came out before the other. Maybe one was even made before the other. So could be, but it's it's not like he never acted before. Like he, he had acting experience. All right. But this okay. is his first but... leading role in a, in a film. Okay, fair enough. Still, though, you know, you can see why he got a career from this film. He's easily the best thing in this. Yeah, yeah, there's some stuff it, to say about that, though. I mean, it, yeah, okay, so l let's get into the blob. It's bad. It's not good, guys. It's, but it's really funny to watch. And I feel it's, it's a good laugh. It's, it's a really those, good laugh. It's one of those films that everyone knows about, but probably hasn't seen. But you don't really need to watch it to know the, how it's going to pan out, really. Uh, it, it's pretty yeah. straightforward. 1950s... Um, what was there was a there was a phrase used for this this type of movie? I swear there was, uh, I can't remember anyway. Um, but yeah, B movie creature feature creature feature. Yeah, the one that you would like in the fifties with your girlfriend. You take your car out to the yeah the, the drive the driving movie theater. Yeah, and you'd watch that and you snog and maybe you get laid later. And yeah, then you settle and down you, and have kids. Uh, and like 
yeah, you you all because this it felt very Grease to me as well. Yeah, very Grease Lightning vibes, and yeah, you know, I I I, I start to think of uh, of John Travolta a lot when I watch this movie. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I get you. You know, I you know, I was, this film is really successful, by the way. This was made on a budget of $110,000 and mm. made $4 million. That's really, really, really good. Uh, yeah. It's a massive that's a, return. That's a four, 40x return. Yeah. That's you don't get insane. that in most films. Like, even well, today. Y- you know what? As much as, as much as that sounds like it's pretty cheap, back then, that's still quite expensive, isn't it? Really? Yeah. In the 50s, hundred grand would be a lot of money. Yeah, but like I, I'm thinking of it more on like just how much they multiplied that because I see some. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see some films like they have a budget of like a hundred million and they make two hundred million back. So basically, they just they just made double. This film mm. made forty times uh, what it was what it cost to make. So that's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, insane returns. Did Did you feel? Um... I mean, I suppose we'll get into the plot, but like you can see how influential this movie is throughout the whole thing. I'm, I'm picking up vibes of so many other movies I've seen that have come out since. Mm. Like, I don't know if you got like towards the end when they figure out how to defeat the blob. Again, like we'll get into the details of the plot in a bit, but when they, the way they defeat the blob at the end. Uh, it just felt very evolution to me, where they're trying to kill the, the you know the creatures with fire, and then they realize they need to use shampoo instead, and that's mm. that's how it feels to me. Like I think the, I think evolution is just drawing from the climax of the blob for its climax. I because be it, surprised. Because in the climax of evolution, it, it all the things do turn into a giant blob as well. So, yeah, I, I feel like, it. yeah, picking up huge evolution vibes from this movie. And I think yeah. that's intentional now, you know, obviously. So, you know, it's uh, Hollywood being self-reflexive, uh, self-reflective. Uh, well, this also- is it, because I suppose evolution and this film are sort of taking the mick out of the genre but not to the extent of parody. Like it takes itself seriously enough to be a, an actual horror film, but like they're both very self-reflexive. They're both very self-aware. Because I feel there's a few times people just look at the camera in this movie and it doesn't look like it's on purpose either. I think it's just <laughs> bad acting. But but like there is a few, I, I, uh, I've got a note here about the police that like the main police guy, what's his name? Dave. I swear when we first are introduced to his character, he looks at the camera. I'm sure he does. And uh, I don't I, think he meant to. I really wouldn't be surprised. And like, there is, um, there are several, there's actually two moments I noticed in this film where whoever is talking is not, uh, that they're not facing the camera. There's one moment mm where Steve McQueen uh, needs to get help. So they go to get the other teenage guys and he parks right in front of them and he's talking to them, but like, you just don't see his face. And like, it's such like an obvious uh, thing that you just don't do that in film or theater. Like you always, you, you should be able to see who is talking. You, take, who you do another to. take. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you have another camera and then you do it from another angle or whatever. But they, yeah, they didn't do that here. So I think there's a bit of, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure who the director of this film was, but probably they weren't too experienced. There was another moment as well where I think it was Jane. Um, is that her name? The girl, the woman who's in this film, the girlfriend. Yeah, and she's also, the same thing happens to her. She's talking to Steve McQueen and we see her from behind, from, from uh, behind her head. And it's like, it's kind of mm. strange. Yeah. By the way, Steve McQueen, you know how old he is in this film? Well, he, I mean, he mustn't, he mustn't be too old at all. He must be quite young, but he looks really old. He's playing young. He's playing yeah. like, what, 18? Yeah. They're all meant to be like 18, but he looks like he's 40. <laughs> he, don't, <laughs> he, don't, he don't look 80. I swear people in the past, they just look older when they were young. 
It's yeah. really odd. Like, Steve, if you told me Steve McQueen was like fucking 12 when he made this movie, I'd be like, yeah, but he looks fucking 40. <laughs> he's he's uh, 28 years old. <laughs> he's 28. <laughs> but he looks older though, old. doesn't he? He does. he does look older. I mean, he's very handsome. I have to give it to him. He is very handsome, but he does look like an older dude. He don't. He looks significantly older than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he he should be playing one of the police guys. <laughs> if anything. <laughs> yeah, actually, it, it, it's like, I did notice that as well several times. Like he's just hanging out with these because they actually look quite these young children. Yeah, <laughs> and he just kind of stands out. Like yeah, I, I think it's also the color it... of the clothing that he wears as well makes him look a bit older mm. than the rest of them. And because yeah. he, he does do a lot of these, like, ah, oh, geez, like, ah, <laughs> oh, geez, cheap. And you're like, yeah, you, you can't get away with that. You just don't look anywhere close to the age that you can get away with a line like that. Yeah. Uh, let, what do you think about the, uh, the opening title sequence? I kind of loved that. I was actually quite impressed. Actually, my first uh, note was like, it was more artistic. Like, there's even a theme yeah. song. Yeah, you got the Beware Beware the Blob, I think was the name of the song. And it was it ha- it sounded comedic, the the song. Um it felt like you were setting me up for, you know, a comedy. I think yeah. this movie is meant to be funny. Just a, a lot of the jokes don't land for me. Like, you know, the whole drag racing thing they do, but in reverse, and then the police come over and then it's all meant to be a bit Doy. it's just not very good like to today's <laughs> standards it's pretty shit you know the uh the comedy really doesn't land yeah for me at least there was um talking about other podcasts i was because i've been watching the uh it's always sunny in philadelphia podcast and they were actually talking mm. about how comedy sometimes uh as the years go by it, it doesn't land as well so maybe, I don't know, maybe at the time it was seen as a bit funnier, but like, you know, it just hasn't aged nicely. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point to make, yeah. Yeah. The, actually, what I found really, I actually quite liked the beginning because like, uh, so Steve McQueen is in um, this car. Is, I think he's kissing the, the, his uh, apparent girlfriend. And I think, does he get his her name wrong or something? Like Jenny or Something Jane? like that, Yeah. yeah. And I think he says something like how he doesn't bring other girls up here. My note was like, he definitely brings other girls up here. (laughs) But but you know what? I I did quite like that. Like, it really set the tone. I was like, make out point, you know, like it really set this sort of 50s vibe off for me. Yeah. It it feels like the natural place to start. And if something happens in the the dark and then, yeah. So so what was it? It's a meteor, right? It's a meteor that crashes to Earth. Mm-hmm. That's the blob. Which again, can I just also point out, this is also the plot to Spider-Man 3. And isn't it also the plot to... Um, but this is, a, this is inspired by something else. We did it, the, the Nick Cage film we did. Colour of Outer Space. Colour from also Colour... Yeah, Colour Outer Space. Which is that's a, a Lovecraftian influence. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, I feel like this movie is quite Lovecraftian. I, I agree. Yeah. There's this, it's a cosmic horror film. And it's probably the, like, one of the best, the, uh, one of the best, you know, uh, offerings we've had in the cosmic horror genre as a sort of cinematic, something that you can actually achieve in cinema, you know, mm. this amorphous blob just getting bigger and bigger. You know, instead of like it being Cthulhu, where it's really going to be so difficult to try and put that on screen. Whereas an amorphous blob, you can absolutely do that. Yeah. And I like that they choose to make it like a pinkish red, because that implies that it's like all the all the human juices that it's just absorbing from everyone is like coloring it. Because it doesn't really, it just starts a bit like transparent pink, doesn't it? And yeah, then it I gets think, deeper and deeper in color. Yeah, now that you mention it, I didn't really think about that. It's just like a little piece of slime and then it just grows. Mm. I, I have a note. It's actually. it's just venom. It's just venom. It's Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, I have a note because like, so uh, the first guy that finds um, our blob uh, is this old guy who lives out in the country. This poor dude. Yeah. And he, I I don't know why he he had the, the brains to touch it. Does he even use a stick first? And then somehow it got on him. I don't know. Uh, I have a note that says the old timer's hand looks like a nice glazed chicken. Like (laughs) when they, they, because eventually the, um, the teenagers, uh, McQueen and his, uh, is it Jane or Jenny? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they find him and they take him to see a doctor. Uh, I don't, did did you find it funny? Like, Hey dude with alien goo all over you, get in my car. (laughs) You can tell this was made before COVID. Yeah, people trusted each other back then. He, I guess, the, yeah, the blob sucks up the old man. Um, the doctor, by the way, early on, uh, the doctor finds out how to. Did Did you notice this? That he finds out how to attack the blob, how to weaken it. Like, uh, it's, it's actually quite funny. So, uh, after the old timer has been like sucked up and and is like now part of the blob, and the blob is like rolling around in the doctor's office. The, the doctor comes in and like he's obviously terrified of this fucking thing and I get something from a jar like acid or something and he throws it on uh, the blob and I think it like yeah. hurts it for a bit so I was, my initial thought when I saw that was that, ah probably when they learn how to defeat the blob it probably be related to that like acid dissolves it or something uh, no, which it no. wasn't I, did, I, I swear it didn't do anything the acid I think it, it damaged it a bit, it, or at least irritated it. I, I quite liked how he, he made the nurse do all the fighting against the blob, and he just sort of hid behind a door. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also find it quite funny. So after he, he threw this, uh, this uh, jar, whoever it was, and it didn't work, he then gets a gun and tries to shoot it, which <laughs> doesn't seem like it's going to work. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah it's, quite, it's quite charming, that sort of stuff. Yeah, so but then Steve McQueen comes in, and by then, like, yeah, this is when Steve McQueen gets there, but the doctor's already being killed by the blob. That's it. So I just need to orientate myself (laughs) where we were in the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I remember where we are now. I got a bit too far ahead of myself. Uh, Look at my notes. By the way, yeah, I mean, we've skipped over all the grease lightning shit. Yeah. But like, I, I find it like the most dull part of the film. There, can I also say, so like I was looking at the reviews on Wikipedia and the initial reviews, um, one guy wrote how there's like too much talking in this movie and not enough of the blob. And yes, 100%. That's, yeah, I really agree with that review because there, mm. like, there's so much going on with these teenagers and then just trying to figure shit out. And then actually the, the amount of screen time the blob gets is not very much really when you very- think about it. Yeah, it's very minimal. Yeah. No, and- I, I I agree with you. I think all the all the teen stuff is just it, it feels like I, I suppose all the kids are giving like the best performance they can give. Like they're not they are trying. It's a bit over the top. It's very over the top. Ah, oh, geez. But you know, it's they're trying. But I find all of the police officer stuff very monotonous. Like there's there's one scene where they just have a whole conversation about chess that has absolute like you think to yourself, well maybe this will this will come back like they're gonna beat the blob like a game of chess. No, they're just gonna have oh I, I ain't no good at chess, Chief. You know what yeah, because he has a chess board in his drawer. It's just so random this like it, I get okay if you want to make it a character quirk that he's into chess, okay, but make it sort of, you know, relevant to the story. Yeah, or just shorten the shit out like, of that. He can like play he, chess, but he can he, he could be the tactician. He could be the tactician of the feds. By the um, way, uh, was there? I don't know if you remember this, but was there once an advert by Marmite that you used to blob? Maybe I I vaguely remember something like that from way back. That would make sense. I I, yeah. I would yeah I I can see that I can imagine that because one of the things I was thinking about was like it looks like Marmite a little bit. Mm. 
but a little bit more like raspberry jam maybe than marmite. I, I, I find, yeah, you know what, that does ring a bell actually. Now that you've said it, um, I, I will say now that you've brought up that review, and I'm thinking about it more. Like then, I know that there's been sequels or reboots of this. Maybe it's worth revisiting a reboot and seeing if it's because if you did a, I could imagine if you did a blob film more akin to something like the Reanimator or uh, you know something like that, or like a Cronenberg movie. Oh, you know, that would be fucking awesome! Like I, I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, I I know that there was one remake in the 80s uh 88 i think so 30 years later i don't mm -hmm. think it's very good i don't think it's as well known as this one uh and i also read that apparently rob zombie wanted to make a remake of this film as well interesting yeah well maybe maybe this is worth getting a reboot treatment i, I think I think it could do with it, yeah. I mean... Because this movie ain't great. This movie does deserve... Like, it, it's a decent enough concept. I just think you'd need to flip... Because my main problems with it, it's just random meteor hits Earth, boom. You know, blobs here. Like, I, I wouldn't mind something a bit more, you know... Like, maybe, maybe it was some experiment that's... You know, instead of making it alien and it just sort of happened to crash on Earth, or you make it something a bit more akin to like an experiment that went wrong and it's sort of gotten out of hand, and you know, we, we just, and we can blame the government, and then it can <laughs> be an allegory. But this it can be it can be an allegory for COVID as well. Well, I it's, think... it's actually so relevant to do a blob movie now. Yeah, I, I was also thinking that, like my last note is like. Uh, does it represent this the, the fear of the spread of communism? Because like 1958, so that would make sense as well. Yeah. I, I would imagine it does. I would imagine it does because we got that police chief that keeps talking about not the chief, sorry, but the 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 angry one, the one that like is annoying. Yeah, talks about like he hates the teenagers, hates the teenagers, hates the commies. Yeah, I was also. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he says something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I was expecting, by the way, I'm skipping a bit ahead. Sorry if you're listening and you're expecting us to be uh, <laughs> to follow <laughs> some kind of narrative, but I'm just jumping from thoughts in my head sometimes. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I was expecting a bigger payoff at the end of this film. Um, so when yeah, they, yeah, because I I. So, again, talking about this Marmite advert, if I remember it correctly, I think it uh, mostly revolves around a scene towards the end. Because So what happens towards the end of this film, the blob gets inside a movie theater. Again, Hollywood kind of reflecting on itself because you've got teenagers watching and a horror movie watched by I teenagers. Can yeah. I also just point out Gremlins 1? Like, I'm seeing so many movies in this movie. Keep going, yeah. though. Keep going. There's just so uh, much of this film I see in cinema all over the place. I, I actually have more to say on that as well later. Um, so, and then um, basically the blob starts obviously like chomping all these people in the cinema. And then there's a scene where everybody's running down the streets, screaming, like down this small town in the middle of America in the 50s. And the blob is just like coming down the street. And like, I remember that from the Marmite advert. And I think it's probably the most iconic uh, parts of this film. The people screaming at this what, giant uh, thing. Marmite advert is the most iconic <laughs> part of this film. <laughs> no, like uh, the, the Marmite advert that I remember, if I remember it correctly, uh, is referencing this this scene. Sure. And I think it's the most well, uh, remembered scene. Because also I remember in Doom Patrol, which I really liked that they cancelled, but I think they might have one half season coming. Um in that show as well, uh, says one character, I forgot her name. Uh, she's got this kind of elastic power or like she kind of like, if she gets too emotional, her she kind of starts to fall apart and melt. And she also, at one early on in the show, she becomes like a giant blob rolling down the street, sucking mm. up everybody. And so I, like most people, when they think of the blob, they think about this. Now back to my original point, which I made probably five minutes ago, uh, was that, I was expecting the blob to get bigger, become like this big thing, like almost like a yeah, kind like, of 
Hong Kong. I'm sorry, Hong Kong. Yeah, like Godzilla uh, level. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, wanted. like like massive amorphous blob going like down city streets, just sucking up cars and shit because it's so big. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was hoping for. But instead, we get uh, McQueen, um, his girlfriend, and some family stuck in uh, this diner, and they're trying to save them, basically. Which it, it, I, I think they could have done, in, yeah. But maybe but dude, budget restraints. I don't know. But but, dude, did you? Um, I I felt that. Um like the one exterior shot we got is at the diner's a trailer, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So how is there a cellar? I, I also thought about that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote this down because we only get to see the diner like in one exterior shot. And I don't remember, but I was sure it was a trailer. And then they go down to the cellar. So I was like, hmm, no, not, not yeah. buying but also, yeah. we got one of our best uh, uh, special effects around this point. <laughs> I laughed so oh. hard. When, 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 you, you, when it seeps through the windows. No, the no, no. Before, when the blob attacks the diner, and it's literally just a piece of paper with the diner, like a picture of the diner, yeah. and just someone just putting a blob on it. And it's I, just the most fucking stupidest special effect I've I ever seen. That- well, the, yeah, I noticed that there was like so many miniatures that they were using, like the the bit where the blob is seeping through the projector in the cinema. Uh, yeah. You can tell that that's a miniature that they've built. Uh, all the all of these little things, I swear that I think the the best, the genuinely the best uh, effect is uh, I think the first time we see it come through a vent. That I think is the best effect. All the other ones, like like I, like you say, the exterior of the cinema, I'm sure that was also a, a miniature as yeah. well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like there, there was a lot of miniature work, and to be fair, pretty good, pretty seamless, seamlessly cut in, but at the same time, you really could tell. Yeah, you could tell. It's pretty funny. I found it really funny. Yeah, I think it. I think yeah, I think it lends to the sort of charm of the film. I did find this movie very charming, as much as I recognise this is not a good film. No, but it's very very charming. Yeah, you 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 watch it, you say, "Ah, bless! Look at them trying to do that." I I just love how I keep bringing up the dialogue of the police, but it's just so forced. Like it's like. You could cut that shit no fucking problem and you could have a 60-minute movie. Yeah. I, I know, see... 20 minutes of this movie is the feds just talking absolute shit. Yeah, about these these damn teenagers and are they are they telling yeah. the truth and all this kind of bullshit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, by the way, speaking about teenagers and police, mm-hmm. uh, I, I found it a bit funny at points, like particularly um, towards the end. So, like, they think, the teenagers think, like, well, the teenagers spend a good amount of time trying to convince the police that there is something that they need to look into. Mm-hmm. And eventually the teenagers find, teenagers, probably they're, like, almost 30, uh, the blob is in, like, this supermarket, which happens to be owned by McQueen's father. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they need to get their attention, and they do this, they somehow make some, like, fucking siren shit. Uh, and it go like um, I, that was weird. By the way, that war siren. Where did that come from? Like, what? is that really a thing? But, so this is it. Yeah. Number one, they had like a siren as if there was like a bomb raid about to go like happen. Number two, they're making all this noise to draw everyone's attention because the police haven't believed them so far. But how mad is it that you know that this amorphous blob is like absorbing people, and when it does, it gets bigger and stronger. And so you lure the entire <laughs> fucking town to where he is, you idiot. I mean, don't get me wrong, it doesn't actually come to anything, but... It could have. It could have, and it's so irresponsible. Like, you literally... You you idiots. You fucking idiots. But yeah, they're then, dumb. 
but there's more stuff going on there that like surprised me. So one, uh, the police just say everyone, okay, go away now. <laughs> so everybody's been woken up, brought here, and the police is like, okay, go home. And then uh, they just believe them at that point. At that point, they just say, okay, well, yeah, got to investigate this now. Got to, it's got to be real, I guess. And it's mm. like, yeah, yeah, that was kind of a bit funny. Except that one guy, our guy who hates everybody. Uh, yeah, you, I found him the most irritating. I think he, he was just annoying for this. Just at, look, that was his character. I'm angry and annoying. And that was like it. Teenagers. Yeah, don't like teenagers. Um, I, I've written down here my favorite line. Uh, do you remember when they're looking around for the blob just before they find it in McQueen's dad's department store? Yeah, and they, I think yeah. I think they're I think they're in like a field, and a, it's one of his mates looking around, and he walks in on two people fucking. I say walks in; it's out in the open. And the best line he goes, "Oh, excuse us, we're just looking for a monster." Yeah, I mean, what is going? On? I say best line like sarcastically, obviously. Yeah, and there's and there's another bit of awkwardness like. I think it's before they they lure the name must be before yeah before they lure the police and everybody to the, the department store grocery store mm. whatever it is uh, they like they have to, we have to go around the town and warn everybody about this thing uh, and like one of the teenagers goes well wouldn't you know it it's you kids again well wouldn't you know it <laughs> yeah so they have to go around warning people and like one teenager knocks on this house and there's a party going on in there. And like it just looks so fucking awkward. Like, yeah, it's a blob. We gotta get everybody out of here. Like, you know, some kind of shit like this. And the the guys just like can't take him seriously. What are you warning us about? Are the British coming? Like something like this. And then yeah, he just leaves, but like mm. failing to convince anybody that there's anything to worry about. It's I don't know. It was a very odd scene. I wasn't there a bit where it was like, well, what's in there? Is that it's the most horrible thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's in the cinema, isn't it? It's the most horrible thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, well, there's no remains of any of the bodies when the blob's done with you. It absorbs you all, right? Yeah, even the clothes, it looks like. So I feel like it's not that horrible. Oh, do you know what we should do? Right, let's write our own blob remake. And on, on the podcast, obviously. And I feel like the the blob should have like the skeletons of everyone it's absorbed, like just sort of floating inside it. Yeah. There could be some, be... some, metal, some harder objects that it can't just dissolve. Like I think flesh yeah. should just instantly be sucked into it, but like, yeah, harder stuff could, yeah. Take a bit more, take a bit longer. Or maybe it's creating its own skeleton and soon it will become a, a bipedal. Well, you know what I, <laughs> what I what I think about a remake about the Blob, I don't know if I would like an origin to it or for it to go anywhere. I think the thing about that, you, if we make a, a remake do you of the like, Blob, do you like the randomness of it? Yeah, I don't, let's not give it a backstory and a, some kind of like I don't let it evolve. It's just a Blob and it's getting bigger and that's it. And then oh no. no. No, I'll tell you what, right, let's compromise then. We we leave it completely ambiguous, but we'll have, like, scenes of, like, all the theories rolling around the media about where the blob has come from. Because I, I actually think if you do the blob, the, the, I think you need to make this, like, a global issue. Yeah, I agree. It should become a, a global thing. Yeah, and it, it needs to, to have... like evolve far beyond the the borders of North America, I think. And I yeah, it could be like a really big, really big action disaster kind of thing, mm. and you could do it really nicely, like, like World War Z level sort of running all around the world to try and deal with the blob. But yeah, like that. That's how I think yeah. it should be. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. I'd definitely watch that. Yeah. By the way, uh, talking about resolving the blob. So we mentioned earlier, yeah. So the guys are stuck in a diner. Well, after I, mean, the... I was gonna, I was gonna say, doesn't a dumb kid uh, yeah. try and kill it with a cat gun? 
yeah, that little shit. He's so stupid. Mm. There's what a, like what a strange performance from that little kid, right? He looks really, really angry. Like, yeah, there's something odd about him. I, I don't I think, know what happened to that kid, but like he he's strange. He's strange, man. It, it always like like amazes me how many films I've watched and like I've just like do do the writers or the like the director have they never met a child before? I know like, it's like a little. You're basically written a, an idiotic man instead yeah. of a child. Yeah, and I this agree. this kid is probably what six, seven, maybe maybe a little bit, yeah, maybe five. Like kids are not Foolish. that dumb. Kids are no, smarter than that. Na nowadays, children bring real guns to fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the world we live in nowadays. The 50s were a simpler time. Kids Don't forget, the 50s were a simpler time. Uh, oh, that's that's funny. It should, that shouldn't be funny. Maybe we should cut that. No, we're should keeping we... it. Uh, that might be a bit too much. Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's rough. But yeah, go on. You were going to talk about... Um, uh, defeating the blob at the end uh, oh, with yeah, the uh, yeah. fire extinguishers. Yeah. So that's the reveal, in it? The reveal is carbon dioxide uh, fire extinguishers can can kill the blob. Yeah. So what? So, so McQueen's character re remembers that when they were in the uh, grocery store, because they escaped from the blob by running into the freezer room, mm. and it doesn't go in there. And he thinks it's because, ah, doesn't like the cold. So he grabs a fire extinguisher and he starts spraying it on the blob and he sees that it starts to recede away from the fire extinguisher. And somehow mm. uh, they get the message out to the police outside. And everybody goes to like the, the high school and they grab fire extinguishers and they all start like uh, uh, spraying it with carbon dioxide and it starts to get smaller and smaller. And then... We just uh, sort of cut being frozen yeah like they, just, they just throw it in the frozen. fucking arctic and yeah yeah they just airdrop it into the arctic ocean and i think the last line steve mcqueen says is as long as the arctic stays cold <laughs> yeah global warming <laughs> maybe we could make a sequel to the blob where it's global warming well, global it? warming reawakens it yeah <laughs> oh my um, god we're just and then, oh, yeah, I actually kind of love that. Well, I do quite like that. And, you know, like I really think that The Blob as well, if you made a remake, it needs to stand for something. I really think in the 50s it was about communism. You mentioned COVID earlier, mm. but you could also argue that it could, like, if you did it now. Climate change. Climate change, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, climate change makes sense. Yeah. We just do man, bear, pig. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, sequels did happen, I think. Can we look this up? Can we fact check this? Did, did, they, did they already make sequels? Let me or see. Or did they only do reboots? So from what I can see, so the 1988 film is mm. a remake. It's not a sequel. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Sequel? There is something about... Ah, there is. Um, the sequel is called Beware the Blob. Yeah, I thought I thought there was a film called Beware the Blob, yeah. Yeah, nineteen seventy-two. Okay, that's still fourteen years later. Yeah, and it says, and that's a and that is a sequel. That, that's a sequel. Yeah, uh, the same creature from the original. This time, starting as a small specimen unearthed by a bulldozer crew in the Arctic, is brought back to suburban Los Angeles where it escapes. Uh, presented nice. as a horror comedy, by the way. Uh, it's ah. also. Yeah, and it had another title also called Son of the Blob. <laughs> and, I like uh, that. Yeah, I, I'm actually very curious to see this now. Um, yeah. Can we can we have a look at the this blob? Is this listed as a comedy? So this, uh, the blob, it is, it says on Wikipedia... The Blob is a 1958 American independent science fiction horror film. Doesn't say comedy. Doesn't say comedy. So can we assume that all the quote-unquote comedy, I say that very loosely, yeah. uh, 
is it intentional or not? Because if it's not, then it's Tommy. Because it's Tommy Wiseau levels of bad. Then if it's not on purpose, you mentioned uh, early on at the beginning of the podcast uh, McQueen's acting, like him being the best thing in it. But there was one point I I remember where he's stopped by the police for the first time. I know it's so. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's not great acting. Where he's like, oh, I don't know. Jeez, chief. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not very good. I mean, yeah, like I say, he's the best thing in it, but he's definitely, like, it's he's not good. Like, you know, because I love Bullet and I love The Great Escape. And in my head, I have a very clear idea of who Steve McQueen is and his demeanour on screen. And uh, the this film, it, it's so far removed from what I know Steve McQueen to be. Mm. Uh, it was really tough watching him in this. Yeah, it was kind of odd actually seeing him like this. Uh, by the way, do you think that this film had much of an influence on slasher movies? Like the whole teenager? Because that's one of the first things I noticed early on, where you have a, a, a something happening. Group of and teenagers. Only... Yeah. Group of teenagers, no one believes them, you know. But they're not like really about... getting murdered, though, are they? No. Well, yeah, they're, they're not getting picked off one by one. It's people around. Yeah. Um, but if the people around were part of the, the friends group. Let's not forget, the 1950s, they probably weren't allowed to kill teenagers in a movie. Ugh, such a strict time. Yeah, but that would make sense to me. That in the fifties you couldn't kill teenagers; you could only kill like old men that are a bit geriatric. Yeah, and that's literally the only people that get killed <laughs> in this movie are like old time. They literally, literally, the the victims in this movie you could call old timer one, old timer two, old timer three, and then the final victims are cinema goers, and you know it, they all die off screen. Yeah, we don't see how many so, of them die. No. So we know that some of them got out. They all look very young, the ones that got out. Yeah. <laughs> when I say very young, I mean in comparison. Uh, they all still look really fucking old because it's the 1950s. Yeah, probably they're about 40. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they look yeah. like they're 60. Um, well, but when you're 40, you can play 18 in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say as well? Uh, another thing I was no, I, I was thinking about, and this is my final thoughts. So I'm, I'm kind of pretty much finished on what I have to say on this one uh, about the the relationship again between the police and the teenagers. Do you think this film is a bit pro police, a little bit like they're the good guys, uh, the teenagers and the police coming together, citizens uniting with the police to to I mean, to solve a problem. They're not an obstacle; they're the solution. I mean, do you think so? Like, w- would you not say that one of the main plot points for the first, like, hour of the movie is trying to get the police to believe you? I, I actually felt it was making the police look really dumb. Mm. Only the police chief were willing to listen and hear people out. But yeah. even he was like, you, you know, he, he needed to be pushed until, you know... I mean, let's not forget, though, he decides to believe them without needing to see the blob. That's also he's true. Like, he's like, oh, okay. He wouldn't do this. There is no way. I, tr- I trust this boy. Look Even like... though I haven't listened to him the whole movie, I, I trust this boy enough. To- he-, he-, he would never do this. You know, his uh... emotional response basically is convincing me that he's right. So I believe yeah. him now. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the character development and character moments in this are pretty... Bare fucking bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. But I did. I did have a, a lot of fun watching this movie. Yeah, I think we should watch more of these from the fifties. Yeah, absolutely. There's a few sci-fi horror films I'm really keen to watch. Things like uh, the day the Earth stood still. I've always been very interested to watch that. Yeah, I've seen the Keanu Reeves remake. Uh, I am. But, uh, I think I've seen clips of it. 
but I haven't seen it, seen it. It felt a bit silly. Maybe, I don't know, some films from the 50s, maybe they just belong within the 50s and they should be left mm. alone. But I, I would also love to watch, like, maybe, uh, I don't know what you feel about it, but I'd love to do, like, uh, some Ed Wood films, like Plan 9 from Outer Space or Glenn or Glenda. I'd be up for that as well, yeah. I completely yeah. forgot about him. Yeah, I'd love to do some of that. Because he's known as the worst filmmaker of all time as well. Well, what about that Breen guy? Ed Breen's pretty terrible. Is it Ed Breen? I think it's Neil. Neil Breen. Neil. Neil Breen. Yeah. Yeah. Where he always makes these, oh my God, I can't believe I shot you. Oh my God, I, I can't believe <laughs> I shot you. Oh, and oh, you shot me. Oh, I can't believe it. I, I, yeah. I haven't actually seen one of his movies in full. But I've seen a lot of YouTube videos talking about his terrible, terrible movies. They're fantastic. It's incredible, if I'm honest. I'd love to try him out on the podcast. We Can we do, since we're doing kind of like a monthly uh, kind of themes, can mm -hmm. we do a month of just really shit films? <laughs> well, I mean, we could maybe do next month. Like November, we could maybe do, uh, but we've already got a couple of things coming out for that. So maybe if we save those things for another month. Yeah, yeah. We'll or decide. Or alternatively, we could just do it all in that month. I think we could do November as shit film month. Yeah, shit film month. Yeah. yeah okay, no November shit film month. So let's do. Uh, let, I mean, what, what, yeah, we'll do like Ed Breen, uh, sorry, Neil Breen. We'll do like, we should definitely do The Room. Oh, uh, yeah. We should do like Plan 9 from Outer Space and some other stuff. All right, so what, let's give it a rating. Let's close it out with a rating. Out of five blobs, how many blobs do you give it? How many? Uh, I give it one Petri dish of a blob. No, you harsh man. I give it one at least... Petri dish. I give it at least, uh, out of five, at least one and a half blobs. But that implies that you hated it, but I don't think you hated it. No, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Uh, let's go, uh, I, you know, I'd give it like two blobs out of five. Okay. Okay, that's nice, yeah. But like, my, my IMDb rating, because I'm trying to take into account I did enjoy it, but I'm also taking into account it's dreadful. Yeah. Uh, so I've given it a five out of ten for IMDb. Five. So right in the middle. Slap, slap yeah. bang. Slap bang in the middle. Uh, but if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm way more. I'm definitely closer to giving it a four than a six. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I'd follow you on that. Uh, six so I, seems to like it's like it's kind of goodish. Mm -hmm. And, the, 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 and this is if you give it to me out of five, five blobs, I think two blobs is fair. Yeah, yeah, out of five blobs. Like IMBD, yeah. Three too much. Three three blobs is too much. <laughs> <laughs> that becomes overrated. But, yeah, I didn't, overrated. but as much as we're giving it low numbers, I, I did really like it. And I you can really see like the influence it. of it as well. The influence Absolutely. is massive. Absolutely. The fact that I could see a, like a, a hell of a lot of movies in there uh, that I actually like as well. And, you know, I get a bit of Steve McQueen in there and, you know, it, it is quite a good laugh. It does feel like a bit of a time capsule, um, which is another reason I like it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, and it's, because I tell you what I like about it, it's still even though it's a horror film, it's still quite wholesome. There's still quite a wholesome tone to it. You know, it's like this very sort of humble middle America. And it's we quite a nice tone, even though it's a horror film. Yeah, we haven't really got to the brutal shit that we'll get to later on in the horror season. Yeah, this is it. There's nothing brutal about this. The the most graphic scene is like jelly on a man's hand <laughs> or jelly on jelly on a man's head yeah. is the most graphic it gets. We don't see any like melting skin or cause obviously that's what you do if you remake it now or you do a sequel now, you, you know, you'd make it super, super graphic. 
and it doesn't it's not graphic at all it's very very tame i think i think this would be com a completely uh fine movie for children nowadays a any days i feel like children could have watched that no problem yeah i think i could have shown that to my daughter to be honest yeah yeah and your kid's nearly seven yeah and it's like you know I don't think this movie would remotely haunt anyone. And if anything, make you smile. The blob is not cute. really frightening, is it? It doesn't look scary. This is what I'm saying. I agree with you. If you make it really, really big and it's going down city streets and it's like getting bigger and bigger amongst skyscrapers and stuff, like going up against skyscrapers, pushing over buildings because it's getting so heavy, like that could make it really bloody scary. That could actually give it some some weight, you know. You do the you do the Marshmallow Man Ghostbusters thing. Hmm. But I'm I'm wondering now if uh, the remake from 1988 or Beware the Blob, the sequel from the 70s. I'm wondering if they already did that actually now. So maybe we have to look into that. Well, it it wouldn't surprise me because it has to be said I do have some kind of image in my head of that. I was expecting that to happen in this one. Mm, I was expecting the same. Yeah. So perhaps we have seen a clip, but it wasn't from this. It would have been from the sequel or the remake. Potentially, yeah. Mm. But yeah, overall, despite its influence, pretty shit. Yeah. But I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I think you're really a film film lover when you start watching these uh, hmm. these ridiculous old ones that influenced a lot of shit. All right, should we wrap it up there then, Craig? I've yeah, got no more go. notes. I've gotten through all my notes. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming out and listening to us. We are Film Shrapnel. Go check us out on Twitter. Well, former, well the app formerly known as Twitter, at Film Shrapnel, capital F, capital S. Uh, Craig, have you got anything to say? Um, no, keep keep listening to us. Uh, hold on, because soon we'll have more and more horror stuff for October. Uh, mm -hmm. Looks like we're doing Stupidity Month uh, in November, and then who knows, Christmas stuff, I guess, in December. So keep Def listening. We've got a lot to wait for. A lot, lot coming up. <laughs> definitely Christmas stuff in December, man. We can't, we can't let the people down. We can't do horror month for Halloween and not do Christmas month for Christmas. Yeah, and we, yeah. And I, I feel like, I mean, we, I think we've talked about this before, but if we don't do Die Hard, I'll be really upset with you. Oh, that's the, you don't even need to ask, man. Of course we're doing Die Hard. All right, perfect. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. The next episode will be Witchfinder General from the 1960s. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Shrapnel.